Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah! Give Jesus a mighty hand clap, somebody. Amen and amen. amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? We've had a mini music concert, haven't we? Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this morning. What a blessing it is to be here. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Thank you, Father, for how our hearts have been encouraged and strengthened by all the beautiful songs that have been ministered. We know, Father, that we are going to walk out of here with our heads lifted up, with our hearts strengthened, with faith and hope and assurance that once we have Jesus, we have everything that is more precious than anything and everything else in the world. That we are better off having Jesus because he's more than silver and gold. We give you thanks and we give you praise. This morning, Father, let your word come in forth. Bring us deeper in our relationship with you and in our knowledge of you. And I pray, let our hearts be touched. I pray especially for anyone under the sound of my voice who hasn't yet developed a relationship with Jesus. That that person would take that all-important step for his or her life. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. And let everybody say amen. amen. Give Jesus another hand clap. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Turn your Bibles with me to five openings of scripture. Everybody say five, five, five tone. <laughs> or five song. Yeah, five, five. But they are short ones. So there's nothing to worry about. John chapter 1 verse 29. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jump to verse 35 to 37 of the same John chapter 1. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. They left John's ministry and they went to join Jesus 
everlasting church. And it wasn't a problem. I said it wasn't a problem. John did not start a fight. He didn't bring railing accusations against Jesus. That he's come to steal his members. And not just ordinary members. But his disciples. You know. There is a phenomenon. That is very common. In the church. And it happens in all churches. This is the phenomenon of people joining the church. And people leaving. It happens in every church. When they are joining. Nobody is really angry. We are excited. But the problem really is when they are leaving to go somewhere else. It shouldn't be a problem. People have a right to go wherever they want to go. My only admonition is this. That don't just change churches like the way you change sports clubs. Like the way you change football clubs. Today you support Arsenal. Then next year you are supporting Chelsea. Then six months after you are a man you support. You must be like me. Who has supported Man U for almost all the time. But they are annoying me. So I am toying around with Asina. So we are looking at things closely. But we don't change churches like that. You must think through things very carefully. And you must be convinced here. And once you are convinced, and you believe that where you're going to is where God wants you to go to, follow your conviction. Don't let anybody intimidate you or manipulate you or control you or exploit you. You like my mini sermon. All right, oh. Titus chapter 3 verse 4 to 7 I told you five scriptures this is the third one it says but when God our savior revealed his kindness and love he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, 
He made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four, Revelation chapter five. Verse one to five. Is there anybody who is annoyed that we are reading the scriptures and a lot of them for that matter? Don't be annoyed. It's the word of God. And you should always be excited when the word of God is being read. Hallelujah. Amen. And you have an opportunity to look into your Bible for yourself. Check whether your neighbor has a Bible. Or his or her Bible is the screen. If your Bible is the screen, when we close, carry the screen away. If your Bible, or if the screen is your Bible, me, I am telling you, that when we finish sharing the grace, come and carry the television and take it home with you. I've given you permission to do that. Or you are saying in your head, me, now I don't have television. <laughs> is this one a smart one as well? This one is not a smart one. But the other one is a smart one. Okay. Where did I say you should turn to? <laughs> Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Then I saw a scroll <laughs> in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. <laughs> there was writing on the inside <laughs> and the outside of the scroll. <laughs> and it was sealed <laughs> with seven seals. <laughs> And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice. I'm just thinking that the Bible says I saw a strong angel. Does it mean that they are weak angels? I beg you pray that the angel that is assigned to you is a strong one. Because the problems in this world, they are a lot. So if your angel isn't strong, it doesn't carry metals and hasn't developed his biceps and triceps. Please put in a request that God change my angel and Amen. give me a stronger one. Amen. May you always have a strong angel Amen. by your side. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it. But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Hallelujah. Amen. Last scripture. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. I solemnly urge you 
in the presence of God and Christ Jesus who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. May the Lord add his, his blessing, I beg your pardon, to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Amen. I need you to take notice of some phrases and some statements in the scriptures that I read. Remember that we read from John chapter 1 verse 29. Go back to it. And then if you have your Bible with you, John 129 underline the lamb of God the lamb of God then you can move to verse 35 to 37 and I think verse 36 it says look there is the lamb of God underline the lamb of God you want to come and underline it on the screen <laughs> you need a pen or a marker and a ruler since you have made the screen your personal bible somebody look inside there see whether there is a long ruler or T square and you have a marker there is a marker here if you need it, just raise your hand. We'll organize it for you. Titus 3, 4 to 7. You see the statements kindness and love. Kindness and love. Underline that. Then go to the next verse. And in the next verse, I want you to underline his mercy his mercy then underline washed away our sins underline giving us a new birth new life underline new life then underline Jesus Christ our savior in the next verse verse 7 Ah, no, no, verse 6. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Underline that. Then underline in verse 7, his grace. His grace. Then underline eternal life. These are all important things. Then I took you to Revelation chapter 5. And in verse, verse 5, it says, Stop weeping. Look, they underline the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And finally, 2 Timothy 4 verse 1. And here, I want you to underline the word judge judge. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. This month really has been an evangelistic month. 
And you may have noticed that throughout this month, I have been preaching evangelistic messages. These are messages that are intended to direct us to Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that perchance, anybody who hasn't yet surrendered his life to Christ will do so. Because the son of man came to seek that which was lost. And that is the primary purpose of the church. To save the lost. We must never forget our mandate. And never forget. That we've been saved. So that we can save others. Hallelujah. Amen. Two weeks ago. I preached in a technical school not too far from here. It was a very wonderful service. And hundreds of people gave their lives to Christ. And we gave God glory. And I intend to do more of that. This week we have a two-day crusade in the greenhouse yard. Just about six minutes from here. And I want you to do everything that you can. To be a part of this crusade. And let's believe God that a lot of souls will be won. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. But I shared a message with them in the school. About two weeks, three weeks ago. Was it three weeks? Three. All right. And it's the same message I want to share with us today. The title of the message. The lamb. The savior. The lion. The judge. It sounds like the title of a nice action movie. The lamb. The savior. The lion. The judge. Say with me, the lamb, the savior. The lion, the judge. Say it one more time. The lamb, the savior. The lion, the judge. Hallelujah. Amen. I read from five different scriptures. And in these scriptures, I made you underline certain words. But the ones that I want to draw your attention to now are the ones that make up the title of today's sermon. The lamb, the savior, the lion, the judge. These four descriptions are referring to one person. One person who is being described in these four different ways. As the lamb, the savior, the lion, 
I'm the judge. One person. But he's all of these things. And this person. Is our Lord Jesus Christ. The king of kings. And the lord of lords. We know he is the king of kings. We know he is the lord of lords. But he's many other things as well. He is the lamb. He is the savior. He is the lion. And he is the judge. One person. But different sides to him. Can I have an amen? Amen. I am holding in my hand today a 50 peswa coin. It's money that we use in the United States of Ghana. And it's legal tender. What can you buy with 50 pesos? Pure water. Pure water. That's how much it costs now. Now, this coin has two sides. There's the side that is often referred to as the head. Then there's the side that is referred to as the tail. So when you toss a coin, you either get the head or you get the tail. On the head of this 50 peso coin, there is a picture of a lady. Her name, in case you don't know, it is actually somebody whose image has been put on the coin. Her name is Rebecca Nadede Aite. She was born in 1923. And she died in 1961. She was only 38 years old. And it is believed that she was poisoned. Now, who was she? She was a very wealthy businesswoman. Very wealthy. And she dealt in flour. So she used to sell flour. She was also a political activist. And a supporter and financer of the CPP party then. She pumped a lot of money into that party. And one of our governments decided to honor her by putting her image on this 50 peso account. When you flip to the other side, you see the coat of arms of Ghana. Under it 
as part of the coat of arms you see the expression freedom and justice these are two very valuable things that everybody is entitled to freedom and justice so it's one coin but on one side you see one thing on the other side you see another one coin but two sides now hear me when it comes to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ there are different sides to him there is the side of him where he is the lamb. The lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And this was what John alluded to when he pointed out to his disciples, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So we see him as the lamp. And then we also see him as the savior. When he was born, the angels appeared to the shepherds who were watching their flocks by night and announced to them that we are bringing to you good news of glad tidings because today in Bethlehem is born Jesus the Savior so he is the Savior he is the Lamb and he is also the Savior currently the side of Jesus that we see that has been revealed to us is that side of him as the lamb and as the savior. He came 2,000 years ago and he came for a special reason. He came as our substitute to take our place and die in our stead. And he did that as a lamb. Pure and spotless. Without any sin. Without any defect. He came to die for us as our savior. To save us from the wages of our sins. Which is death. And to give us an opportunity. To be reconciled. With the father. So he came as the lamb. And as the savior. He died. But he rose again. And I'm glad to announce to you. That he lives forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And as we speak, 
He is sitting on a throne at the right hand side of God the Father Almighty. And over there, he is not resting. He's not just standing in the corner singing glory, hallelujah, amen. But he's working as our high priest. One who ever lives to make intercession for the saints. And I want you to be encouraged, my friend. That in heaven, you have somebody who is saying some for you. I said in heaven, you have someone who is saying some for you. Jesus Christ, our advocate and our lawyer. And every time he appeals to the Father for your sake and my sake. Others may give up on you. Men will give up on you. Women will give up on you. But the one who came as the lamb and as your savior, he never gives up on you. And actively, he is interceding on our behalf. What a lamb. What a savior. What an advocate. And what a lawyer we have. And that is the side of him that has been revealed to us in these times. But ladies and gentlemen, a time will come when another side of him will be revealed. For now, we see him as the lamb and as the savior. And the lamb is a gentle creature. I made you understand words like kindness, love, Grace, mercy, eternal life. These are things associated with the Lamb and the Savior. Kindness, love, grace, mercy, gentleness. That's why we sing songs like, Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Look upon this little child. Pity my simplicity. Suffer me to come to thee. So it paints a picture of a gentle savior. And gentle he is. Kind he is. Loving he is. Patient. Merciful. Gracious. That's the side of him as a lamb and as a savior. But ladies and gentlemen, and I'm closing, a time will come when he will change. And when I say he will change, what I mean is that he will reveal another side of him. Which is not so gentle. Which is not a side of mercy. Not a side of grace. A time will come. At the end of this age. When he would take up another position. Not as the lamb. Not as the savior. 
but as the lion and as the judge. When that time comes, it's a time for judgment. It's a time for hardness. It is not a time for mercy anymore. Not a time for grace anymore. And it's going to be a frightening experience. When the one that we knew as the lamp and the savior will now manifest himself as the lion. A lion is a frightening animal. It's raw alone sends shivers down the spines of many adults. Frightening. Scary. Have you seen a lion before? Not on television. Immediately I saw him in Lion, lion King. <laughs> down to his cartoons. No. Everybody should have an encounter with a lion at least once in your life. At a safe distance, of course. I remember I had an opportunity to visit a wildlife park in Johannesburg. Was it even in Johannesburg? I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was Jobek. Long time ago. And we were taken on a drive through the park. And they took us to where the lions were. Now these were white lions. I am a man. <laughs> but in my head, I was saying that Mr. Tall Guide can you quickly take us away from these creatures? Because they looked so wild and so fierce. If you ever meet one, you want me to tell you what to do? Or you don't have any intention of meeting one? Okay, that's another lesson for another day. But a lion is a fierce creature very frightening and a time will come when Jesus will now show himself not that soft gentle side of him but that hard side of him when now he will pass judgment where he will reveal himself as the lion and the judge. And he is the righteous judge. And he is the one we must allow to judge all situations. Try not to do his work for him. Because you can get into trouble for that. Leave Jesus to judge things for you in your life. Don't try to do things for yourself. Don't try to take vengeance on anybody. Don't be vindictive. Allow the righteous judge to chop your matter for you and to judge things for you. And when that time comes, 
the judgment will be fair. But it will be strong without holding back that what you deserve is what you will get at the end of the day. And during that time, all those whose names are not written in the book of life, they'll be gathered together and they'll be ushered into a pit, a pit of hell, which is a lake of fire that burns fiercely and never dies out. It is not just for a season, but it's for all eternity. And there are billions who will end up in that place. Sent there by the lion and the giant. But not because that is what he wants for them. But because they had a choice. To accept his love, accept his kindness, accept his goodness, accept him as Lord and Savior, accept his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. They had an opportunity to do so, but they rejected him. They chose something else and rejected the lamb and the savior. But now they are meeting him as the lion and as the child. Ladies and gentlemen, these things are real. And I'm sharing this message with you for you to think deeply about yourself. Do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Have you accepted him and received him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and as your Savior? Have you? Because if you haven't, I assure you that you will meet him again. But it may be too late. And at that time, your need which we asked you to bow to him when you were alive. It will definitely bow. But it will bow too late. And it will bow before the lion and the judge. It doesn't have to be so. And today when you hear his voice, don't struggle with this issue. Don't harden your heart. It's time to surrender your life to Jesus. I'm talking to you, somebody watching me right now. Perhaps it's by chance that you tuned into this channel and you saw this live streaming. I can't see you. I don't know you. But the one who sees, the all-knowing God, he sees you right where you are. And this morning, he is appealing to you through me. I am a sinner saved by grace. By grace have I been saved through faith. And I am an instrument that the Savior is using to bring this news to you. 
And today I present to you Jesus revealing himself as the lamb and as the savior. Will you please accept him? Because nobody loves you as much as he does. Jesus did not have to come and die for us. But he came also. He didn't have to do it. But he did it all I read a story some time ago and I said of a gentleman called Ray Blankenship. He's a real human being who lived some time ago. He lived in a house in one of the cities of the United States of America called Ohio. Or you can say Ohio. Ohio. If that's what makes you comfortable. But it's Ohio. It's a friend of Ohio. Beside his house was a huge storm drain. It's like a huge ditch that carries rainwater into a river or into the sea. And he had one running right behind his house. One very wet and terrible morning. He was cooking breakfast. And he looked out of his window. And what he saw terrified him. A little girl had fallen into the storm drain. And the waters were carrying the child along. Now he knew that downstream the storm drain ends up under a road. So you don't see the open storm drain anymore. And in that flash he knew that if the girl gets to that part, that's it. So he ran out of his house and started running alongside the ditch trying to get ahead of the girl. And when he got to a point, he saw that she was coming close and he threw himself into the rushing water. He sunk. But he came up to the surface. And he reached out. And caught the hand of the And the water held them from end to end in the stone. And it stopped just taking them closer and closer. So that gets under the road. Where that one there, there is no more hope. About one meter to that point, he was reaching out with his free hand. And his hand found something along the bank of the storm drain. He held on to it. And it checked their flow. He pulled himself and the little girl to that side and not long after rescuers from the fire department came to them 
and help them out. They were taken to the hospital. They were treated for shock. And then they were released. A few days after, this gentleman, Ray, was given an award. It was the U.S. Coast Guard Silver Life-Saving Medal because he saved the little girls. But you see, the fascinating thing about this story is that Ray, he didn't know how to swim. He didn't know how to swim. That thing that he did was very dangerous. But he didn't think about himself. He decided to do what he could do. He didn't have to do it. But he did it. He could have died. He could have excused himself and said, I don't know how to swim. So let me dial 911. And in some countries, it works. When you die, somebody will pick it up. But perhaps they will come, but they will come very late. And if anybody were to ask him, why didn't you try to save the little girl? You would have said that, I don't know how to swim. And nobody would have blamed him. But he ignored all of that. And he put his life on the line to save the little girl. 2,000 years ago, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world and the Savior of this world, He came down to our level. He came into this terrible world that have been corrupted and deformed because of the sins of mankind and the wickedness of Satan and his cohorts of demons. He came. He didn't have to. But he did. And gave his life. So that you and I can have life. And have it more abundant. I present to you Jesus. The one who loves you more than anybody else does. And today he's reaching out his hand to you. Says, come my son. Come my daughter. Receive my free gifts of eternal life and salvation. And today when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Can we rise to our feet? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church today. Perhaps you didn't even feel like coming. But you decided to. But it's good that you did. Because this message is for you. I want to ask you, my friend. What more are you waiting for? What else are you looking out for? Before taking this all-important decision to give your heart to Jesus. Today I presented the word of God to you. And this word demands a response from you. 
And the only appropriate response to such a message is to surrender your life to Jesus. And receive him as your Lord and Savior. Thankfully, he's put me here this morning to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your heart to Jesus, wherever you're standing, I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you this morning. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand very clearly and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Now you're watching me and you need this Jesus in your life. I want to pray with you as well. Wherever you are, although I can't see you, Jesus can see you. And I want us to pray this prayer. Those of you who've lifted your hands and those who are watching me, I want us to pray together. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. And so if that is why some of you haven't lifted your hands, you can lift it up now. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. And can we encourage them by praying alongside? Say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, thank you for sending Jesus to come and die for me to wash my sins away and to save me. Today, in response to his love, I give him my heart. I give him my life. I receive him as my Lord, my Savior, the Lamb of God who came to take away my sins. For the rest of my life, I will serve this Jesus. I will follow him. I will live for him. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. I thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.